Join Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin for a new monthly edition of the Capital Ideas Podcast. It's your look inside one of the world's largest asset managers. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Invest 30 minutes today. American Funds Distributors, Inc. It can be hard to see the challenges that people we work with every day are going through. I'm Holly Robinson-Pete. Join us on The Visibility Gap, a new podcast presented by Cigna Healthcare. Download it wherever you get your podcasts. The countdown has begun. From May 14th to 16th, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Qatar Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections, gain unique insights and uncover valuable opportunities in one of the world's most rapidly rising regions. Request your invite for this exclusive event at QatarEconomicForum.com. This is Bloomberg Daybreak Europe for this Monday, the 30th of January in London. Coming up this hour. Right to reply, the Adani stock sell-off continues as Hindenburg rebuts the Indian conglomerate's rebuttal. Hope versus experience. UK business optimism hits a six-month high, but recession risks remain. A serious breach. Sunak fires Zahawi after tax affair revelations. BP goes bearish on demand. Short sellers come up short and Britain in the doldrums. Those are the stories we're looking at in today's newspapers and I'm Leanne Gerrans. Plus slim pickings, a deals drought leads to pay being cut in half for top performing bankers in Asia. That's all straight ahead on Bloomberg Daybreak Europe on DAB Digital Radio London, Bloomberg 1130 New York, Bloomberg 991 Washington DC, Bloomberg 1061 Boston, Bloomberg 960 San Francisco, Cirrus XM Channel 119 and around the world on BloombergRadio.com and via the Bloomberg Business App. Good morning, I'm Stephen Carroll. And I'm Caroline Hepke. Here are the stories that we're following today. Shares in some Adani Group companies have continued to fall after a rebuttal of fraud allegations from a short seller failed to soothe investor confidence. The Indian conglomerate, in the midst of a $2.5 billion share sale, is seeking to stem a route that's wiped out more than $50 billion of its market value. On, sh- on Sunday, Gautam Adani published a 413-page response to Hindenburg Research's allegations of widespread corporate malfeasance. Bloomberg market reporter Annabel Drulers has been breaking down what's in it. The language is extremely strong and basically he says that everything in there is a lie. It is tantamount to securities fraud. And on top of that, there's a very nationalistic tone that comes through it as well because basically Adani is saying that this is an attack on India, on its growth ambitions, and then you put that into context as well because Adani is someone who's very close to the Prime Minister Narendra Modi and is seen as really key to carrying out a lot of Modi's programs. Annabelle Driller spoke as Hindenburg today doubled down on its position, saying that Adani's rebuttal fails to specifically answer the vast majority of their findings. Well, here in the UK, new data suggests that outlook for business is improving as optimism reaches its highest level in six months. Bloomberg's Ewan Potts has all the details. 
Growing hopes of a brighter economic outlook and cooling price pressures are boosting business confidence. Lloyds Banking Group's monthly business barometer is showing a reading at a six-month high. That's despite more signs that activity declined at the start of this year. Confidence indicators, though, are sending conflicting messages as forecasters warn the UK is likely heading into recession. That picture was reinforced by a separate survey by business group, the CBI. It said private sector activity fell over the winter due to headwinds including strikes, staff shortages and the soaring cost of living. In London, I'm Ewan Potts, Bloomberg Daybreak Europe. The Prime Minister Rishi Sunak has sacked the Conservative Party Chairman Adeem Zahawi for serious breaches of ethics rules. The news follows weeks of damaging headlines related to Zahawi and a multi-million pound tax bill. Cabinet Minister Michael Gove says the government was abiding by due process. I think it's important in all of these situations, whenever allegations are made, that they are investigated impartially, independently and in full. We don't want a precipitate rush to judgment, but we do, once all the facts are laid out, need decisive action. And that is what the Prime Minister has given today, decisive action, but only after a full and proper investigation. Michael Gove there speaking to reporters on Sunday as the news broke. The government now wants to refocus its plan on overhauling the NHS as heads into another week of disruption with strikes planned across multiple sectors. Meanwhile, Bloomberg understands that top investment bankers in Asia are seeing their pay packets cut in half this year. Sources tell us that, on average, managing directors at banks, including Goldman Sachs, Morgan Stanley and Bank of America, are seeing compensation drop by between 40 and 50 percent. Meanwhile, non-performers are seeing pay reductions of up to 70 percent, and many have also been left out of the bonus pool altogether. The news comes as a slump in deal-making ended the industry's war for talent, with banks increasingly looking for ways to keep a lid on spiralling costs. Wall Street's focus will be split between global central banks and more big earnings this week. With a preview of what to look out for, here's Bloomberg's Charlie Pallet. Microsoft and Intel rattled investors last week. Lisa Shallot is Chief Investment Officer for Wealth Management at Morgan Stanley. She says it's a bad omen for the U.S. economy. There is definitive risk uh, to the earnings profile as both pricing power and volumes decline, uh, coming off what has been a historic stimulus over the last two and a half years uh, and a pull forward in demand. This week, we will hear from tech giants, including Apple, Alphabet, Meta Platforms, Qualcomm, and Amazon also reporting ExxonMobil, Ford, GM, McDonald's, and Starbucks. In New York, Charlie Pellet, Bloomberg Daybreak Europe. Okay, those are a few of our top stories uh, this morning. Uh, Now, I think this is, I mean, if you've ever had a hard day at work uh, and you're looking at the start of this week, um, and a spare thought for Rio Tinto, apparently they have lost a highly radioactive capsule along a highway in Western Australia. They're looking for it, of course, but they have, yes, they have not seen it, though, for 18 days. And it's also tiny. It's just millimetres long. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't seem like it's going to be particularly easy to find. Um, Now, the Western Australian government has said that the package, basically they found this because the package that was holding it, there was one of the bolts that were missing. And that was when they discovered that this very important gauge was missing as well. Um, uh, The head of Iron Ore for Rio Tinto, Simon Trott, saying in a statement that they they recognise this is very concerning and are sorry for the alarm that it has caused 
in Western Australia as a result. I mean, they're searching 1,400 miles of highway to try and find it. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, as I say, spare thought for um, for them looking for that tiny widget. Um, also, though, uh, we were talking, we have talked a lot about AI chatbots, and there's a new one apparently. Yes, Baidu, the Chinese search giant, getting involved in this space, um, set to launch, according to Bloomberg sources, an AI chatbot that's in the form of of Chat GPT as well. Mm. It would be China's most prominent entry into the space already. Baidu has spent billions on AI research. They've been putting work into this area for a very long time um, but it would be a pretty big launch into this area and Baidu's shares rising on that news. Yeah, absolutely. Really, uh, really interesting. Okay, up next, BP goes bearish on demand. Short sellers come up short and Britain in the doldrums. Join Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin for a new monthly edition of the Capital Ideas podcast. It's your look inside one of the world's largest asset managers. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Invest 30 minutes today. American Funds Distributors, Inc. The countdown has begun. From May 14th to 16th, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Carter Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections, gain unique insights and uncover valuable opportunities in one of the world's most rapidly rising regions. Request your invite for this exclusive event at QatarEconomicForum.com. Now, the paper review on Bloomberg Daybreak Europe. The news you need to know from today's papers. Bloomberg's Leanne Gerrans joins us now with more details of the stories in today's papers. Good morning to you, Leanne. Let's start with the Financial Times, their headline, BP cuts long-term forecast for oil and gas demand. Stephen, good morning to you too. Great to see you today, this Monday. Now, this lower forecast really reflects countries pursuing energy, Stephen, energy security by investing in domestic renewable energy. And lots of this comes after Russia's invasion of Ukraine, which is really pushing countries away from oil and gas as they do want to become very independent when it comes to energy. And BP's annual energy outlook really highlights that it expects weaker economic growth because of the energy crisis that we're facing. And Bloomberg's Will William Mathis, he says the energy transition is going too slowly to hit mm. climate change goals. And this is according to the British Oil Majors Annual Energy Outlook. So we cannot get to those 2025 net zero goals that have been set at these climate agreements, mm. which is something that when this all looks together, the Russia's invasion of Ukraine has had a real big effect on the economy and also on energy. Yeah, absolutely. Look, BP's outlook is always really closely watched. And you've got to bear in mind that Big Oil is expected to have made, what, $200 billion in profits? And... You know, how they distribute those is going to be the, the source of a lot of scrutiny. You know, whether all of that goes in share buybacks, perhaps a bit more of it will be uh, hoovered up. In but some then, extra Caroline, taxes. renewable energy becoming another very big part yeah. of opening up jobs and a transition and moving yeah. economies forward. Let's turn to the Wall Street Journal next then, Leanne. Um, they, their headline, short sellers feel the pain in a stock market's 2023 rally. So... 
Short sellers' fortunes have really reversed this month and this comes as the stock market has really started to claw back some of the losses that we've seen, especially over last year. Remember, short sellers made those absolutely massive gains in 2022 and this is when markets around the world just took those absolutely massive plunges that we covered here extensively. And what's really driving this rally in the markets, well, is cooling inflation, is really stoking bets that the Federal Reserve will put away from interest rate rises and the second half of this year and actually starting to cut them as things do start to cool, according to the Wall Street Journal. And the strong US labour market and also China opening, giving lots of investors hope as we move forward into 2023. And investors betting against stocks, this is unbelievable, have racked up $81 billion on short positions mm. this month. That is absolutely huge amount of money. And that's according to the Managing Director of Predictive Analytics at S3 Partners, who has been speaking to the Wall Street Journal, $81 billion. Okay, so short sellers. Um, Then lastly, The Telegraph. Uh, The lack of a growth plan is leaving Britain in the doldrums. Look, we just had the Lloyds business barometer saying actually businesses are feeling more... I mean, the signals are really push-pull, aren't they, in the UK? That's part of the problem. Absolutely, Caroline. You couldn't have said it even better. So this is a warning from the director. Director General of the British Chambers of Commerce. And she's been writing in the Telegraph. Her name is Siobhan Havland. And she repeated government changes in policy for business is a recipe for disaster. So she feels that the government keep on changing mm. their position. And as we hit as we go into a possible recession this is just making things more and more confusing and she delivered a damning verdict on Jeremy Hunt's speech in this very building on Friday. We know Mr Hunt was here I actually saw him, I just want to put that out there um, <laughs> he was you, can, you can confirm he I can was here. confirm very he good. was here, I spotted him along with Stephen Carroll um, and this really came as the Chancellor announced his plan to get the economy moving again And the BCC Director General said any business leader looking at whether they will invest in the year ahead as they face a wall of increased costs and taxes will have taken little cheer from what they've heard. Mm. So in a nutshell, that's a pretty damning statement from her. But she's saying increased taxes energy prices, not enough support from the government is pushing businesses into a really difficult position. Okay, thumbs down then from the British Chambers of Commerce when it comes to that 4E's speech from Jeremy Hunt that he made here in the Bloomberg building. Thank you so much, Leanne Gerrans, with a look through the newspapers. Now, uh, let's move on to the other big issues of the week. Uh, While the Fed is expected to downshift the pace of rate hikes to 25 basis points at this week's meeting, the European Central Bank and Bank of England, both seen raising interest rates by 50 basis points and this will be key for markets. So Bloomberg's Valerie Chaitel is with us on the week ahead. Uh, great to have you with us Valerie. Monetary policy meetings are plenty. Oh boy yes. The, the Fed kicks it off on Wednesday night as you mentioned. They have the rate decision and a press conference. Thursday the Bank of England rate decision. We also get their quarterly monetary policy report which will be their upgraded growth and inflation forecast. It would be key to see how uh, you know their assessment of the UK economy given we've seen so many upgrades recently from mm-hmm. economists on the street and then also on Thursday, the ECB rate decision and the press conference. Again, will Lagarde be uh, sticking to her line that a series of 50 basis
basis points hikes are needed. So a slew of central banks. It makes me nervous just thinking about it. (laughs) (laughs) And a little bit excited, I'm sure, as well, Valerie. Um, Talk to us about the the key data that we're watching out for this week as well. Yeah, some big U.S. data. The the, the highlight is the non-farm payrolls report on Friday, which is the broad uh, monthly report of the U.S. labor market. We know the labor market has been incredibly tight and posing a lot of issues for the Fed. But we also get some key uh, survey metrics. We get the U.S. ISM manufacturing on Wednesday. And on Friday, right after the payroll report, we get the U.S. ISM services. Now, this is important because we've seen a lot of softening in these survey data. It's yet to show up in the hard data like the unemployment rate. But does the softening in the survey data continue? We also get some um, upgraded um, uh, uh, wage inflation data out of mm-hmm. the U.S. as well as the jolts data out of the U.S. That's the job openings data. You know, we've had this number around 2% of openings per unemployed person in the U.S. Does that does that continue? And in Europe, we also get the CPIs uh, across the Eurozone. The big print is the Eurozone print on Wednesday. Yeah, OK. Um, but then also we've got loads of earnings oh. too, uh, European banks and tech. Yes, yes. The European banks, we get UBS, Unicredit on Tuesday. Mm. On Thursday, we then get Deutsche Bank uh, and Santander. And that's not, to, that's not to overshadow. We have some big, big tech earnings. We have Meta on Wednesday. And then on Thursday, we have a slew of them, Alf- Alphabet, Apple, Amazon and Qualcomm. So let's hope by the end of this week, maybe we have a good direction on where the U.S. economy is going and what central bankers think about it. But I've I've thought that for many months now. This is Bloomberg Daybreak Europe, your morning brief on the stories making news from London to Wall Street and beyond. Look for us on your podcast feed every morning on Apple, Spotify and anywhere else you get your podcasts. You can also listen live each morning on London DAB Radio, the Bloomberg Business app and Bloomberg.com. Our flagship New York station is also available on your Amazon Alexa devices. Just say, Alexa, play Bloomberg 1130. I'm Caroline Hepke. And I'm Stephen Carroll. Join us again tomorrow morning for all the news you need to start your day, right here on Bloomberg Daybreak Europe. From Silicon Valley to Wall Street, The promise and perils of artificial intelligence are playing out on the world stage. But what will the next phase of AI adoption look like? Which companies from big tech to startups will dominate? And where do the risks and unintended consequences lie? I'm Emily Chang. Join me at Bloomberg Tech in San Francisco, May 9th, to answer many of the industry's burning questions. Alongside SNAP's Evan Spiegel, Xbox President Sarah Bond, OpenAI's Brad Lightcap, top researcher Dr. Fei-Fei Li of Stanford, and many more. More details and just a few tickets left at Bloomberg.com slash TechSF.